podcast. I'm your host, Kat. Alicia is out for the time being. She's dealing with a lot of personal stuff right now and everything. Um, so I will get to a whole episode just to dive in on what's going on with my sister and a lot of like animal things. Nothing's bad going on behind the scenes. She just had a lot of things going on. You know, when you come out of the closet <laughs> and you really like let people see you for your authentic self, some people aren't going to be receptive of that. Some people are just going to keep on putting their ideals and you know sometimes your relationships get ruined in the process of that especially parental relationships um so I don't want to speak for her and she can speak for herself but what I really want to get into um today is um our community our industry the cannabis industry is one of the most rapidly growing industries in recent years with more and more legalization for medical use and recreational use as laws become more loose as you know the president gets more and more close to legalization and everything so there's a lot of um entities that kind of help and put these through in the face forward um and so for a lot of people that don't really um get that part my mainly uh, our industry is growing rapidly in the cultivation space and production and that's really where i really want to touch on this like really cute cool initiative that's going on in our space and that's where the indigenous cannabis industry comes in um, association comes in the organization is dedicated to promoting sustainable practices with the cannabis industry especially for indigenous business owners um, so we're going to explore the initiatives that they and, and how they have helped build a more sustainable future within the cannabis industry um, so the indigenous cannabis um, association their goal is always to promote like indigenous businesses cultivating um includes activate um advocating for fair and policies providing resources and education promoting like sustainable practice because if we don't have those sustainable practices within our industry what are we doing um we want to be taken seriously we want to be known like we we want hemp back into american history we want you know the the things that go right back into it and we're working towards those goals in our space i have there's cannabis creators content creators there are lawmakers or cultivators there's activists um that this organization is made up of entrepreneurs industry professionals they're just passionate in creating this like sustainable and inclusive sustainability within the cannabis space so how do they do that you may ask um for the indigenous community um i can only speak for what i know and like and what my perception of that would be and that is just more of like a common tell of like they have endured so much setbacks even in history and you know in society and their issues that happen within their tribes and within their communities aren't really faced and heard um so one of the main focuses from their green initiative um is promoting those cultivational practices it includes organic and reactive farming methods as well as implementing water and energy conservation techniques um, by using these methods the 
indigenous cannabis businesses can reduce their environmental impact and create healthier products for us the consumer these cultivating farms and the way they want to renew um have renewable energy or waste reduction and recycling um and, and their waste reduction and their cycling like the way these they want it to be more eco-friendly and they're like well how can you be eco-friendly when cannabis is a plant there's so much that goes into um cultivating and it depends on what strains you want to produce. It depends on the climate and your weather um, and what what time of year that you, you grow and the impact of your harvest. You know, there's just a lot that goes into growing the beautiful flower that we love to smoke um, and even goes into like different concentrates and like other products that we use goes to resins everything else in between um so their initiatives they're proposing they really want to reduce their waste by being eco-friendly with their materials um, implement recycling programs within those um use compost for plant plant waste which means more enriched soil for that future you know the soil the more the richer the soil is the the better the weed really if you've ever been on a farm, if you turn the soil, the more the things that you go, that the more and more the soil is actually turned, the better the product and the better that crop will be for that year. Um, when they really just want a spotlight within the industry, they want to feel heard and seen. And honestly, inclusivity is not bad in our space. Because like I, I've said from the very start, the industry is changing rapidly. It is growing. Um, as we reach that level of um, fully federalization and that movement and all the activists that have come before us in that sense, the industry is going to change. It's going to get to a place where it's just so normal. Um, so they really just want to have a say within our space they really just want to cultivate those new connections cultivate that for business owners um, maintain a well-rounded like going back to your roots in the sense of they're going to grow they're going to cultivate they're going to put their love and effort and educate within their communities uh, they place a very strong emphasis on community um, with in, with education, um, with the indigenous communities to educate them about the benefits of sustainable practices and how they can be implemented within the cannabis industry um, by empowering their communities, by building more sustainable and inclusivity in this space, by encouraging more cultivators to come up in their, their communities, educating um, their communities about how the benefits of cannabis and what is the health points of it um even just to chill you, you believe it but like the indigenous people they have used cannabis in so many different ways within their like culture um like even with the teepees like maybe i get this wrong and maybe i'm wrong and um and correct me if i'm wrong but the 
point is, like, cannabis is very spiritual in their community as well. Like, it was implemented in practices where, like, you know, they would all get together and they would all smoke and, like, kind of have, like, vision dreams. Same with Elastica. It was like that, too. And it's just very spiritual in the sense of that is what they're going through. And so they've always had cannabis within their community, within their culture of it all. So for them to come out in the front forth and be like, you know what? We really want to be known within this space. We really want to be respected in our industry. Um, and a lot of their health practices and what they want to implement it is what we need for our industry. We need to have more healthy initiatives. We need to have more sustainability as a plant and the strains going before us. This isn't the weed that you know our forefathers were smoking in the seventies during Woodstock. You know, you know, in the psychedelic days, like the are the weed from then and the weed now is totally different like the highs are different there there's more concentrates there's more things to do with the flower there's more infused because we're more educated we've tried so the indigenous cannabis industry association their green initiatives not only benefit the environment but it also benefits the future of the cannabis industry the more and more consumers become uh, environmentally cautious as they look into their businesses and as long as they valued uh, by them promoting you know sustainable practices indigenous cannabis business can uh, attract these customers you know that are eco-friendly everything it's no different than you buying all natural products all natural and they're like well what do you mean like cannabis isn't natural no like there are different things that go into it so like me i drink i smoke my concentrate pens i do that all the time but there's a lot that goes into it the, the resin and the extractation of of that because it's easier for me to consume there's a lot that goes into those things so by them being more into the space by promoting those sustainable cultivation practices with waste reduction and recycling renewable energy it is making a positive impact on not both just the environment but our industry as a whole uh, our industry continues to grow and it's crucial to prioritize sustainability and you know what the indigenous community is leading the way in that effort they really want to be known and seen and i think that the more inclusivity that we have within our space you people don't realize like weed is for everybody cannabis is for everyone a lot of people don't realize like that they most people want to sit around and like enjoy cannabis people don't think that cannabis is like a social thing no it's more social than ever and you kind of sit down roll blunt let spark one up and just puff puff pass the whole essence of 420 is community based and for them to come out and be like you know what this has been within our culture this has been within us and we want to a say and a steak in the pie everyone wants a slice of this pie and it's very great and interesting to see how much our space is growing the industry is growing to more rapidly like i just discovered the other day that majority of cannabis 
uh, you know, entrepreneurs are women. We're running the space, ladies. We're getting it done. Most majority of cannabis influencers that I've come across are women. Most cultivators that I've come across are men. Uh, and I don't think that that's just, there's, there are female cultivators that are highly up in this space too, but it's more common, you know, for me to interview a man in our space and be like, yeah, I'm a cultivator. I love the growing essence because they love the science behind it. They love the, the, you know, the intuitivity of putting together, you know, like you don't realize within our, in the cannabis industry, like strain breeding is like a huge thing. There are people that are specialized in just knowing what strains they can crossbreed. Um, there's different cultivations and farms that do this all year round. Um, and more and more as we go through legalization and things, I just think that it was just, it's really cool when I came across this article and I, I just really needed to share it with y'all because it was to a point where I really got to see that our industry is growing. That even though I may feel small, my podcast may be small, it's still going to be a huge impact on the industry. I'm doing my part. Are you doing your part? <laughs> like, are you, and I'm not saying not every stoner, not every consumer um, is really caring about it. There are some people are just like, I just have really bad anxiety and I need to smoke a bowl um, and do a rippy like i've been so productive today i got to clean the fuck out of my house you know what i mean or like you come back from war with wounds and you don't realize how like much that ptsd and how you know sometimes a sesh can like end all of that but it took a lot of research it took a lot of advocating that's like the best thing that i want to like emphasize it's a lot of advocacy. There's a lot of activists, and that I think fills um, what the Indigenous Cannabis Industry Association is trying to do is more um, of that, in, in a sense, of activism, education, um, and, and as a whole. Those two things are very crucial to our industry. Those two things are very crucial to breaking stigmas, to breaking, you know, past glass ceiling, to getting laws changed. It took activists to get us here. It took those initiatives. It took people to stand up and say, no, like, this is a medicine that I use. Like, I've even seen the shift in our industry where people are like i don't want anyone calling me close stoner anymore I, i'm a herbalist that's a new term that i've i've heard around the block and in, in the bin but it's just that this association is a small inkling within our industry but at the same time they're doing their part we are doing our part, even as just a regular consumer, smoking a J, rolling it up. You go to the dispensary, you don't realize that you are, are feeding a family by your purchase. Your medicine feeds a family. These cultivators spend years and years crafting their trade, learning from harvest to harvest. Have you ever been to fuck? I have lived on a farm, on a green, green farm, um, 
for three months during just the trimming season where the harvest done the flowers are grown everything is ready it just needs to be trimmed take the buds off there's a whole house fucking process and it depends on the state it depends on the regulations it depends on the law like you don't realize like all of that goes into it. and i'm just excited i'm excited to see where the industry changes i'm excited to see like okay in states like mine um i live in the state of arkansas so like red states like mine how are they going to get over those um conservative views and move forward into um a greater pastures most conservative states have just medical use and very limited use in some states some wrecks are really hard to find some are just very loosey-goosey i remember when before i lived in california i lived in california um and that is the green golden state i like to call it because colorado and california i feel and a little bit of arizona I feel have been the forefront of our industry as the laws have changed, but they're blue states, they're swings, they're, they believe in those things. So like they really, the things that have come out of Colorado, things, places that come out of California, those things have like those practices, those initiatives, those activism, all of that has come at a time where marijuana cannabis weed dank whatever you want to call our beautiful lovely plant has come to fruition like i feel now that it coming in 2024 cannabis is going to have its moment um there's a lot in within our politics that i'm not as educated to say but from what i understood there is a movement to get us fully legalized. And you could say anything about Slum Joe um, and him and what, but it's something he tries to practice. It's something he's trying to, he's working on it. It may not come to fruition because, you know, his time in office is almost up. So we're going to have to see. It's an election year. What is going to come out of it? 2024 is an election year. I mean, we want to realize that. So how does this change our space? How does it change laws? How is it going to change things? Like, I Ohio just broke a world, like a record recently with the laws being changed. I believe they went recreational this in 2023. Like that's groundbreaking for for their state. Um, Colorado has used like the first couple years of their revenue, their cannabis revenue, tax wise from their dispensaries and all that. They use that to put money back into schools, but think like that's taxable dollars to the point where like I don't want to call my plug Slim Joe down the street anymore. I'd rather go into a dispensary and see things i think i think and all dispensaries are different depending on the laws and the regulation states there's some dispensaries where you can't even touch the product you can't even see it it's all sealed they put it in bags you can't you can look at the glass you can't even touch it like i've been to those kind of dispensaries in, in other states and then when like i'll use cali as an example california you can walk into a dispensary 
and all everything's on a glass. You say, hey, I won't. They're like, hey, what do you want? What are you looking for? You tell them what you want. Like, let's use flour, for instance. You can literally walk in, tell them what kind of strains are available. What would you like? Can I smell it? Can I touch it? Yeah. And they weigh it right there in front of you so you know that you're getting the exact green. And you can see. I used to go and buy shake. And like shake, I think my dispensary, my local dispensary then, um, it was like maybe $45 for like, I want to say half an ounce of shake. And I would make butter with that. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to make my own edibles, my own this and that. It's just the way the industry has changed. And so for the Indigenous Cannabis Industry Association to really put themselves out there in the forefront of the industry and say, hey, we need more sustainable cultivation practices. We need to include more organic and rejuvenated farming methods. Like, this is a real industry. This is a real farming, you know, it's like it runs like any other crop on any other farm. It's no different than fucking planting yards and yards of cornfields. Uh, we're just doing fucking cannabis fields. You know what I mean? Building industrial greenhouses within warehouses, things like that, drying our crops. But you want the most highest quality product and still reduce the environmental impact. And create a healthier product for your consumers. The better the flower. Like, you can understand, like, if they implemented water and energy conservation techniques, if you just put it this way, like, if you had a, um, a river or, like, one of those, uh, I can't remember exactly what it's called, but I'll describe it. Um, it's kind of like a wheel that goes into... It's like a water wheel or something, and it, it like moves and and all I've seen pe- on farms where like they have big big swells, and the wheel goes around and it drinks water and it like um, really like spreads out to your crops and things like that. Imagine we had that. You can use natural rainwater, natural rainwater to like really cultivate those. Um, nourishments re um juvenating your soil um and just energy in general like you don't realize how much freaking electricity it takes to grow (laughs) if you're doing an indoor grow it takes a lot of electricity if you're doing an outside grow on a farm and in in that space there's a lot that you have to do like they need 12 to to you know, 15 hours of sunlight. So if you only have eight good hours of sunlight, um, especially in the beginning phases of growing, you're going to want to have those um, lights on and things like that and heating lamps. And like it, it goes into a lot of like energetical practices. Um, so those, it they just really want more and more and better quality cannabis like we wouldn't want better cannabis like the better it is the more that you're able to one service purpose and get over what it really needs to be Um, because by promoting solar wind hydropower 
in the cannabis industry, it reduces our fossil fuels. It creates a more sustainable product for us to use, um, even by going eco-friendly, even like the packaging, the plant waste, the compost, people don't like, they don't realize how much of the plant is being used. Like the whole plant can be used, not just the nugs, not just the buds that come off. Like you can take the, the leaves off and you can boil them and make like, um, infused water, infused teas, um, you can grind them up and make, um, you can make a lot of concentrates out of them. We used to do the, um, we, we used to trim and take all the trimmings, the leftover trim and the weeds, um, the leaves, and then we would, a, run them through a tube with some butane and make wax out of it. Homemade wax. That's how I learned in a rinky-dink place. Um, but it's just very, like, promising to get to that point within our industry. Be like, yeah, we can utilize this plant in every sustainable practice of it. By having those, like, farming methods and those water, you know, and there's, like, energy, renewable energy sources, it makes a huge deal in the type of product that you want. And the, as the industry grows, more and more strains happen. Celebrities are out working with actual cultivators to make their own strains. Like, isn't that cool? Like, they're working within the industry to get it done. The future of the cannabis industry only benefits the sustainable practices for both the industry and for us. And it's important to attract, you know, those practices into our communities by the collaboration with indigenous communities promotes more education, more stigma breaking, more sustainability, more of an insight of we have a kick-ass industry, and it's changing, and it's evolving, but so are we. So are the laws. I don't know, just the activist in me is just getting hyped up and ready and to go. Because I use this plant on a daily basis. But it's not because I just want to be a stony and kind of be cool. And just this is just my little bad habit. No, this plant is literally, literally saved my life saved my life in more ways than none so if i can do my part and be like you know what these are things that are happening in the industry these are things that are going on i want you guys to know i want you to know i want you to be the up and coming and press of it all like we are on a movement. 2024 is going to be huge for the cannabis industry and the rapid growth of it all. And as we get into the new year, as the we brush off 2023, as we get into it, there is a lot that has to go into place for that. So I really encourage you guys to go out contact your local senators and the cannabis issues within your states are you know up for ballot up for vote 
be cautious of these all year round during election time because some people don't feel like our voice has been heard but you know what the voices of the activists before us they inspired us to keep fighting the good old fight it's I, i'm gonna be smoking mary jane her and i are gonna be homegirls for the life <laughs> So why can't I advocate for her? Why can't I stick up for my homegirl? Why can't I stick up for my fucking badass co-parent here? <laughs> because there are days where she does. Cannabis helps me really be a great mindful parent. Cannabis allows me to love and respect my body. Cannabis teaches me how to be calm and collective and mature. So the rapid changing fact of our industry, it's coming. Are you ready for it? All right, guys. <laughs> that was my ramble. <laughs> but let me know. Hit us up on Instagram. Let us know. Slide into our DMs. Let us know the things that you want to know that are upcoming in our industry. Let us know what you want to hear. Um, this cat saying off, and I love you guys. Have a great night. And you know what? Keep on fucking smoking. Keep on being you. Find the love and spirituality in cannabis. In our little world of cannabis. I love it. Y'all have a great day. And stay stoked.